You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on the show with me today, I'm joined by a father-daughter combination. Now, John and his daughter, Gracie, they've been hunting together for really just a short amount of time. But when he first got Gracie into hunting, her passion kind of came as a shock to both her mom and dad. Ever since, she's been pursuing wild game all over the place, been getting contacted by some really well-known outdoor companies and has some crazy plans for the future. So we're going to hear all about what it is she loves about the outdoors, what it means to her dad for her to be getting involved in hunting and fishing and other outdoor activities. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. I'm looking forward to raising my kids up in the same way that John is, and it's a great episode. So let's jump in. Like, he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on the show with me today, I've got John and Gracie Peters. And these two reached out on social media, and they're like, hey, you got to follow along with Gracie's journey. Gracie has kind of taken the internet by storm, I feel like, with all the different partnerships and the people that have been reaching out and uh, the videos that have that have gone crazy. Um, and so I was like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to have you guys on. So thank you both for hopping on the show with me. Absolutely. We're excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, Gracie, why don't you start out by sharing um, with me and sharing with the listeners a little bit about what this year has looked like for you uh, getting out and hunting? It started off pretty good what this, made you decide to go hunt what what was the big what pushed you to hunt the, this last year the first time oh when my brothers got to go to Aberdeen and then I had to stay at home for Thanksgiving so then I said dad I want to go and see what it would be like and then I went and then we the first year I got was lilac. I named her lilac, and it was a little doe, and Bo, um, Bo, yep. Let me. Uh, he said that he would 
mount it for me. And then I got to put it on my wall. And then he gave me a bear school. And then he gave me some bear claws. Dang. And yeah. Then... So I'll cut in there real fast because after she got her first deer, we we just posted on on Facebook just a you know, kind of a silly because all these tough guys are always bragging about their antlers and their racks and what's the score of this and i jokingly put this little doe on there with gracie's picture and they they said you know it just blew up they just started like joking about it and this bow bow miller from west virginia said if you ship that to me i'll i'll mount that for her every little girl needs her first one mounted so we went out and got it from the coyote pile and it was still good to go and shipped it to west virginia and now lilacs on her wall like she said so that is crazy. awesome that's really cool. Yeah, I after you guys first reached out to me about uh, potentially being guests on the show, I started following along with your journey and seeing seeing you know the first deer, um, seeing all the updates in the post, and I'm like, I was getting more and more excited about having you on the show. And so I love I love when people get into hunting and when family members are all about like for me as a dad, I can't wait till my kids hunt. Now they're only three and five. But they've they've already shown interest. Every time I see a deer or a turkey, they're yelling, "Dad, shoot him, shoot him!" And I'm like, "Well, right. we're driving down the highway. I can't do that right now." Um, right. But they're they're super excited. So I was really I was really looking forward to getting you guys on the show and hearing about um, what it's like, you know, father daughter yep. uh, relationship, getting her into hunting and all of that. So you mentioned that you named the deer. Why why do you name the deer? Because the first thing that comes to mind is what its name should be. And I thought it should be lilac because it just fit the deer right. So I just named it lilac. Nice. And you've, so this year, how many animals have you got to, have you got to take this year? I got to do one deer and I named it Coco. And it was in Bath, South Dakota. That was and just this last fall. We got that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. I named it Coco because it kind of looked it kind of looked lighter than most of the other deers, and cocoa powder looks like what her color of her skin was. So then I just named her Coco because she looked like hot chocolate to me. That is awesome. It, it's funny mm-hmm. that you named it Coco because a lot of the deer that I get on my trail cameras I name and they almost always have a food name and people (laughs) give me a hard time about that. They're like, I had one deer, it was named chopsticks. And, uh, I mean, it's not a food, but you use it to eat food. I had another deer that was named banana split and, uh, I never did catch up with that one, but, uh, I like to name my deer too, especially, I don't know. It just makes it more intimate. I feel like Uh, you, you feel like you have more of a connection with the animal when you name it. Right. So I guess I should have started with a little bit of backstory because Gracie, how old are you? I am going to be, I'm nine, but I'm going to turn 10 February 5th. Nice. So, so you're nine years old. You've already got several animals that you've been able to harvest. What is the age there um, in the Dakotas to hunt? So for, for rifle and bow, if you are under 12 years old, they can, she can hunt any of those things. Um, and then once you get to be 12, then you can take hunter safety course and register for bucks and, and bigger stuff. So, Oh, that's awesome. 
So we're, we're, we're patiently waiting our turn there. She's been, she's got the buck fever. So, but we've got some plans for this year to hopefully cure some of that. So, yeah, it's cool to see, um, the age in certain States be being younger and younger, like in Wisconsin growing up, I don't think we could hunt until we were 12 and that just seemed like forever. I mean, right. When I, when I turned 10, my parents got me a BB gun and I was shooting anything that moved. I mean, anything I would shoot a leaf if it looked like a, like a deer shape or, you know, we'd put our toy cars out there or GI Joe's and shoot them off the roof of the shed. Um, and so it's really cool that you can hunt at such a young age and that you're having success out there. So tell me about, so you, you got to hunt Coco. What was that hunt like? It was, so we went up into the blind and then I was watching my iPad and then I went into Roblox and then my dad, he was like, Gracie, get up. Look, there's a deer way out there. And it was like, about 400 yards away, 400 yards away. And I'm like, can we shoot it? And he's like, no, that's too far. (laughs) So we're just sitting there watching it and it kind of comes in. It's like, a roller coaster of emotions because you're like, Oh, it's coming this way. Get ready. And then it goes back the other way. And then there's two other deer that walk up and we don't even notice. And then my dad's like, Gracie, there's two deers that you can shoot right out the window. And it was like, and they were like 20, 20, 30 yards away. Yeah. So it'd be a really close shot. So then the first one, I was like, okay, I'm going to pick the juiciest one, the biggest one, <laughs> and it was the biggest. So then I shot that one, and then I got it. And then we went into the field, and it was laying right there. And then my dad was kind of freaking out because he had no idea how to gut it because he normally has help, and he didn't. So I have a the teacher that's the science teacher so I just told him what all the organs were and stuff and then we finally get that job done and then Chris Chris comes with the four wheeler yeah and then it has a sled on it and then we pull we put Coco in there and then we drive it back to my dad's truck and then I forgot my dad's airpods in the in the in the blind, in the blind. Oh, no. and then we had to go back on the four-wheeler and then then we went back and then yeah so disclaimer there dad does know how to clean deer dad just doesn't normally do it with a nine-year-old girl in the middle of a field you know <laughs> in eight feet eight feet reeds and all that stuff so oh, yeah but she was helpful which was great so she'll get in there more than her big brothers will yeah that's awesome um gutting gutting a deer i mean that's a big deal for for anybody to to help out with that and to experience that but that's awesome that your science teacher um you know taught you enough to where you could actually help out and be like hey look there's the intestines or the kidney or the or the lungs or heart or whatever um what what was was it like go ahead I was just saying she was picking them out too. It was like, I was, I was amazed. I'm just ready to get in and get it done. Cause it's getting dark. And she's like slowly pulling things aside and touching them and moving them. And like, Oh my gosh, here we go. Yeah. You, you mentioned that it was like a roller coaster of emotion. I know that feeling all too well. Was it just like the biggest, 
the biggest uh, drop you've ever experienced, like that rush when he was like, hey, there's two deer really close. Yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, we, and so then we caught that whole deal on video. So it was like you could hear me, you know, quietly in the background telling her like, okay, it stopped moving. It stopped to eat some grass. I'm like, it stopped moving. You can shoot now. And she just sits there and waits and waits. And she's just, I mean, she's a dead eye. She doesn't miss. That's the thing. But she took her sweet time. And as soon as it picked its head up, it, you know, but I'm like, I probably would have shot about 12 minutes ago. It felt like, but she <laughs> yeah. was ready to roll. That feeling of waiting for someone else to pull the trigger is always difficult. I mean, I've, I've oh. been with other people as, as they're about to shoot something and it's just like, the anticipation builds and builds and builds, but that kind of makes it fun because Gracie, you're having all these different emotions going on because you're about to pull the trigger. John, you're having all these emotions going on because you're waiting for her to pull the trigger and you're excited right. for it. Um, so that's always fun. What what kind of weapon were you using? I was using. So I also named my guns too. Ooh, nice. And I named my AR-15 Slayer. Okay. And it had a Boyd stock. It was purple. And then I have another one that's, what is it? What's the gun? Your 243. I have a 243. And then it has a pink stock on it. And then it has my, all three of my initials. It says, great. It has G for Gracie and then M for Marie and then P for Peters. But which one did you use for your deer? Slayer. Use Slayer. Yep. Yeah. She used, Slayer is her primary go-to. That's a two-two-three. That nice. That once we've when we when she first harvested her very first deer a little over a year ago, um, we she actually you want to tell them whose gun you used? I used Jim Lynn's, one of my dad's friends, which is more my friend. I kind of stole his friend, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. And. And he was he was deployed at the time yeah. overseas, so he allowed us to use his gun just because we didn't know how things would go. Um, and then after that, after she harvested that deer, we kind of just started to flirt with playing around and building, building her her own. And so got on a Facebook page of like 95 of the grumpiest AR enthusiasts you can imagine just bashing <laughs> yeah. each other and just kind of ask like, hey, how do we do a slow build? What would you recommend if we wanted to drag this out, you know, to build one for Gracie here? And within two weeks, we had literally every part that we needed from the lower to the upper to barrel. And I mean, still have parts left over that that's all awesome. these guys sent from all over. And that that's now become Slayer. And in the just last week, uh, one of our followers took it. We've sent it to Georgia and he Cerakoted it all purple camo -y and wrote Slayer on the side. And I mean, it's it's a pretty bad little gun right now. So. That is That's so she's cool. Used. I love I love seeing the outdoor and the hunting and the shooting communities all come together to help help people out when they when they're looking for answers, asking asking questions like how how do I build an AR? Um, what is your pink two forty three's name? I haven't named that one. I still have to find a name for it, but it's pink, so I don't know. That one hasn't been used a whole lot to. For, for hunting she's so stuck with slayer and that comfort zone with that one is is tough to beat so yeah i have to think on that yeah you'll I'm have sure to come we'll up with one. a name and let me know i might i might steal the name of your gun and the name of your deer and add that into the uh podcast title for this episode 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So is yes, there sir. is there anything, um, any other parts or accessories or scopes or anything that you're wanting to put on Slayer that you don't have on it yet? I kind of have like everything for it. I have nice. I have like four scopes at home waiting to get used. And then I have we just put a site mark on there. Site mark just sent her a really nice one to for for our next hunt. And then they're they're in with Cop Jagger too. And they she's she was their tripod this last time, which was just that was a godsend for to try yeah. to balance everything and figure stuff out. So I mean that was that was huge, but yeah, I tell we're, people. We're talking, all the t- I tell people all the time. Tripods. I mean, you can't beat a good tripod. A good rest for your for your rifle or even shotgun, like for turkey hunting. It's always good to have that extra stability, and it gives the shooter a lot more confidence. Absolutely, it it just takes out all that nervous energy and the ticks and the weird movements and everything like that. So that was it. That was huge, especially shooting from a blind because we hadn't really done that with her before. Shooting from, you know, fifteen feet in the air to aiming down was a little bit different so that helped immensely but it was pretty easy yeah what confidence for days what did you do as soon as you pulled the trigger and knew that you you shot your deer uh i kind of like kind of screamed and then (laughs) i was like we did it and i'm like come on let's go get it he's like just chill out a bit we gotta (laughs) wait a little bit and because it was still like kind of moving, it still like ran in the like in the weeds. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, let's go get it. And I was like, nope, we gotta wait. And then we went down there and then yeah, we gutted it. And then yeah. It was a lot a lot different experience than than her Oklahoma hog, how that one responded. You want to tell them about that? She got that one a slayer too, but so we we're there, we ate chili, and then we got on the side-by-side, and then we were going down this path, and there's, a there's like, a whole herd of hogs, and they just, like, ran in the grass, and it was, like, a herd of them, and it was really cool. I'm like, are we going to shoot those kind of ones? And while they're running and stuff and I'm like she's like no and then once we got to the spot then we waited until it got dark out and then Pooh one of the guys that was with us his stomach kept growling from the chili and every time his stomach would growl I would look at him like (laughs) sassy and stuff and then he's like it's just my stomach because the first time I thought he farted (laughs) and then we were waiting and then his stomach growled again and then we had to spray ourselves with the spray stuff and I was not a fan of it because Pooh I was he sprayed me a whole bunch of times with it and then I sprayed him back it was kind of like a squirt gun war (laughs) <laughs> the stuff and then while we're supposed to be quiet right <laughs> yeah and then we were waiting because it started to get a long time and then I was like are they gonna come in yet losing my patience and then I'm like dad can I play your phone and then I played a game on his phone 
And then he's like, Gracie, there they are. And I'm like, okay, here's your phone. And then um, I picked the biggest one and it was a black one. I think it was the second biggest one because the biggest one was kind of way in the back, which was hard to get. So I just did that one. And then I shot that one and then got it. And then it dropped right there without any problems. And then... But what did it do when it dropped? Oh, yeah. It started squealing. Like the most horrid sound you'll ever hear. You know, yeah. just a... And it, it just, I mean, just nonstop, just laid there and spun in circles and squealed. And she just froze and like, I hate that sound. <laughs> I can't take it. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, when you're not expecting that in the dark, you know, pitch black. And so... Who had to go finish it off for her just because it was. Yeah, I mean, when they squeal like that, oh, man, I've heard I've heard pigs squeal before. In fact, we had pigs at the last place that I lived. Um, and I mean, they were just like farm pigs, you know, we'd we'd raise yep. them and we'd sell some of them. We'd butcher them. But man, they are noisy animals. Like, oh, terrible. They, I'll be, I'll be sitting in my tree stand at the bottom of the property and I'll just hear them going crazy. And I'm like, there's no way anything's coming in with those pigs making noise. But the deer didn't really seem to mind. In fact, I had seen deer in the pig pen with them before. And I was like, right. oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, well, that was the crazy part about sitting out there in the pitch black. You know, you're just in a, a blind, you know, cloth blind and you can, you can't see anything, but you can hear them all around you, th- you know, thumping and rolling and grunting. And I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh, if one flew into here, we'd be toast, but. Oh yeah. So how, ma- it, how many were there when you, when you uh, shot that one, how many pigs were out there? There's like six, seven. First, the mom went in making sure it's all safe for like her cubs or whatever. And then she goes back and like alerts the others that it's okay, which it's really not. And then because Gracie's there, because uh-huh. Gracie's there, <laughs> and they're about Slayer. to turn into bacon. So then, <laughs> so then the rest of them come, and then I got. And that was another incident one. where we we're all like, "There's three of us in there because they're filming it," and we're all like, "Okay, you got to shoot now. It's time." And she's just slowly taking her time, like, "Okay, it's starting to move." And I mean, I think. Two, the hog and then her last deer were both kind of starting to move even. So, you know, pretty legit shots on her part to stay calm and, yeah. and do that. So, Yeah, and what, again, when we shot it, the sound sounded like a herd dog biting a pig's tail to get back into the pen. <laughs> and it was terrible. It was terrible. So, so you've got uh, a pig. You've got a deer. Actually, you've got two deer now, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got yep. two deer. You've got a pig. And remind me, what was the pig's name again? Brownie. Brownie. And what what do you hope to go after next? I want to go to Florida and get a crocodile. Alligator. Same thing. Same thing. Go for it. <laughs> or where would you go to shoot a bear? Wherever you want to go. Alaska to shoot um, a bear. Or anywhere. We don't need to go to Alaska, though. Mm. But that'd be cool. Um, hey, I wouldn't complain. Right? Mm. Me either. 
So yeah, that's kind of complete. I mean, those are the farthest states apart out of all of them. So you want to go all the way up to Alaska to get a bear. You want to go all the way down to Florida and get an alligator. And do you want to shoot? Do you want to shoot those with Slayer or uh, what? What do you think you're gonna try to get those with? Pinky. With Probably going to do it with Slayer and not my pink one. Yeah, I think um, I think alligator hunting would be fun. Have you ever eaten alligator? But my friend Nora Plouts, she has an alligator head in her freezer. I'm like, I want one of those. <laughs> so she's she's really good buds with um, Dustin at Boyd's uh, gun stocks, and so we were there. We were there last week and saw his went into his office and he's got alligator. I think the his biggest was like 11 feet or something. I mean, it's just he's got skulls all over. And so we were she was drooling over watching those. It was. And then he also had a baboon. Oh, wow. I actually want to get one of those. But you'd have to go like to Africa. Yeah, you're on your own there. So. <laughs> Or get a hog out of a helicopter, but that would be kind of scary because I'm not the biggest fan of heights. Hey, I'm with you there. I'm not a huge fan of heights either. I, I've never been in a helicopter. I don't know how I'd do. I did go, I actually went to Alaska this year and I got in one of those tiny float planes and took off off the water and I thought I'd be scared to death up there, but it was really, really cool. So oh, I believe that if you go to Alaska, I think you're going to love it. And, and flying around and looking down and actually seeing grizzly bears while you're flying in an airplane, that's pretty cool too. That would be sweet. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. All right, guys, I need to take a quick second to tell you about a product that I've been using for quite a while now. It's called bull elk beard oil. If you've spent any amount of time in the outdoors, whether it's on the mountain, in the marsh, or in the woods, you've felt the effects of the wind, the sun, and the cold on your face. What this product does, it helps you look better, feel more confident, and it helps your beard keep its moisture. Not to mention, it smells great, so now my wife can't complain as much after I come home from a long week of elk hunting. Now I need to tell you, I've gotten to know Brian the founder over the past couple months, and he is an awesome guy. Brian made sure that all of these oils are made out of clean products right here in the USA. He also loves to give back to the outdoor community, whether that's through fundraisers for public land acquisitions or even helping donate money to cover the surgery cost of duck dogs. He's an amazing guy and he makes an amazing product. So go check out bullelkbeardoil.com and be sure to check out the subscription options so that you don't have to run out of your favorite facial hair product. Plus, you can use the code NOMADIC and get 20% off your order. Well, the nice thing is you can go to a lot of states here in the U.S. or in mainland United States and shoot a bear. Are you wanting to shoot a grizzly bear or a black bear? A grizzly bear. Oh, wow. Going big We'd... right out of the gate. I like it. <laughs> right. Or a brown bear. That was in bear. when we were reading this one book. It was called Brian's Winter. And he, uh, I don't know if it was Brian's Winter or just Hatchet. And he got attacked by a grizzly bear. So not good. Maybe yeah. I could shoot the grizzly bear that attacked him and teach him a lesson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we follow a couple a couple of people that that do bear hunting. So you never know. We might work something out someday to 
to do it. So, but she's got the bear skull at home that taunts her. Yeah. Sitting on her shelf. So yeah. Now you got to get one that you got on your own. And, uh, I think, I think you're going to have a lot of cool adventures coming up. I really do. Um, where do you, where do you get your ideas for new hunts from? Uh, because I mean a bear and a, and an alligator, those are pretty crazy hunts for someone from North Dakota. Um, mostly I see my dad follows a whole bunch of hunting companies. So I, on, I have my YouTube channel on my iPad. So the things that he follows for hunting, I have on my iPad. So I watch those videos and say like, Oh, I want to do that and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. Bear hunting. I, I got a couple bear tags, but I have not ever shot a bear. And I really want to. Um, where, where do you have those at? So I got, I got. Typically, when I go out to Colorado, I get a bear tag. Um, the guys that I hunt with out there, uh, I think two years, the two years before I hunted with them, they shot three bears between those two seasons. And oh, wow. so they're like, "Man, it's worth it." You know, just pick it up. When I was a resident there, it was like forty nine dollars. But even as a non resident in Colorado. This past year, I got a bear tag and it was only a hundred bucks. And oh, so, geez. yeah, super cheap. Uh, if you go to certain units, you can go get a, a bear tag and you know, it's not guaranteed. Like I never saw one on any of the hunts. We found some fresh tracks in the snow, but never actually, um, saw a live bear out there, but right. you can definitely run into them. Uh, we, we came across some people that had bears kind of attack their tents when they were gone. Um, they left some food in the tent and that was a mistake. They, they got in just, they're typically not aggressive. They usually take off when, when people are around. Um, but if you leave food in, they'll find it for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to bear hunt. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. The, the guy that sent her at Bo down in West Virginia, he, he gets two tags a year. And if we ever make the trip down there, he said, we're always welcome to, to give it a whirl, but that's a jaunt from, from up here to, we both teach. So our, our schedules are pretty over the, over the hunting season. So we got to be pretty picky during oh, yeah. that, the school year. So it makes it a little more difficult. Is, uh, is North Dakota, like a lot of the other Northern States where during deer season, like the rifle season, um, 40% of the students show up. Oh yeah. Yep. In the high schools and the smaller towns around here. Yeah. They, you got the rifles still in the back of the, you know, the pickup window and yep. ready to go all the time. So that and harvest, it seems like that's when you get half the students and, and all that. So definitely. Yeah, that's cool. What, uh, what do you guys like to hunt most there in your home state? What's your uh, favorite deer. Yeah. I think we, we're a big whitetail community, you know, on the, the West side of the state has a lot of muleys and stuff, but we're starting to get some of those on the East side. But right now, for her, we've just kind of found spots that are, you know, not a guaranteed hunt um, or a guaranteed harvest, but something a little more, you know, realistic. We've got the guy that we went up with her this last time, Chris, has got, I don't know, thousands of acres, and he's really picky about who he lets on, and his kids are grown, so he just caught wind of us and said, you know, bring her up here, and we'll, we'll get it figured out. And we planned on staying the whole weekend, drove up Friday night right after school, plan on staying the whole weekend and making a deal out of it. Cause it's like six hours away. And within 45 minutes, those deer came in and 
we were headed home about an hour later. So it was like, <laughs> jeez, yeah, I mean, she's, short. yeah, she's been pretty fortunate, but she also, like I said, she doesn't miss. So it makes it a lot easier too. So, yeah, yeah, so we've, that's we've cool. got some, we've got some turkey hunts planned around here just locally and and some maybe with my grandpa because he does archery. Grandpa does archery and, and shotgun. And the, the hard part is grandpa lives about 20 miles away in Iowa and any type of tag there for out-of-staters is just expensive. astronomical expensive. So we're trying to weigh the the good and bad of spending all that money to, to do those hunts. But also you can't turn down those experiences with grandpa either. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's always fun getting out with, with family members and hunting. Um, I, I saw that you're thinking about going to Minnesota and doing some bow fishing with your new bow. We're going to, mm, yeah. Yep. We've got a, a, one of our followers that does bow fishing right outside of the cities. So we got to work up our strength. We just got our bow for Christmas and finally got it tuned up last week and we got to work on our strength and stuff like that. So it's different muscles. She's not really keen on, on some of those muscle groups that have to get used just yet. So yeah. Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of practice. I mean, the more you practice, the better you're going to get with it. And when it comes to bow fishing, you got to be ready to pull that thing back a lot of times throughout the night. What have you been practicing with? Actibo. Acubo. Oh, nice. Which that thing has been that thing's been great. So because it's also teaching you how to do it, but it's also a game too. So it's fun. It's almost like ABC Mouse. Yeah. You learn something and it's also fun. That's cool. That are good. Yep. I mean, is that like what you do in your free time is, is play with the Acubo? Yeah. Or with my friends. I have free time right now in South Dakota where it's nice and cold. So yeah, can't beat that. I've been wanting to get an Acubo for a while now. I keep seeing it and I clicked on the link one time on Instagram and now every time I'm on, it kicks advertisements right. in front of me. And I always turn the phone towards my wife like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> and right. she's like, really? You're going to get a hunting video game? I'm like, no, it's a training tool. It is, it's helping me be a better archer. Absolutely. It absolutely. And it, and it actually is because it, it, you can crank it up so it's harder for me to use it and, you know, crank it down for her and we'll sit around and I'll do it. Mom doesn't like it because it makes a lot of noise, you know, because it's just that constant pound and stuff, but. It, it really does help quite a bit to just build that strength. So it's worth the noise. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to get one this year. Um, I just like shooting all the time, but I, I remember we took our kids to this like indoor, uh, it's like a pizza place, but they've got a bunch of arcade games and they've got the big buck hunter, you know, with the orange shotgun that you have to pump yeah. in between shots. And I was like, that would be so fun to have at the house. And I looked it up and they're like, five thousand dollars for the machine and i was yeah. like yeah i can't do that so i think the acubo is going to be the the next thing that, on the list that's the ticket absolutely absolutely yeah so um what what has your role been i mean have you kind of taken a back seat in hunting uh so that she can get out or were you super big into hunting before she got into it um i wasn't like huge into hunting maybe the last i don't know eight to ten years kind of got into it with some neighbor guys just just over Thanksgiving weekend when deer season would open up, we were, we were blessed with a nice piece of land just north of here. And um, we'd just kind of make a guy's weekend out of it. And it's just been that annual thing. Cause it's, you know, it's also hard to find land around here just because if you don't have a family member or 
a good friend or your own land yourself, it's people aren't just saying, Hey, come hunt here. Yeah. So, um, we were pretty lucky. So that just kind of times us into that one week chunk. And, um, that's kind of been the, you know, maybe a, the occasional pheasant hunt, but not a lot. So especially with this, I've definitely taken a back seat. I just kind of have my phone ready to take pictures and, and video stuff and, and smile. But my boys, we have a, I have a 17 year old and a, a 14 year old almost. And they've gone the last four or five years with us started out carrying a BB gun, just shooting, you know, shooting at rabbits or whatever, or pretending they were hunting and just, you know, not reporting back to mom what all the guy talk happens and all that <laughs> stuff. So, but, so that was, you know, it was just kind of a once a year type of deal and have been pretty lucky to, you know, get quite a few deer out of that, but it's nothing, you know, not, not anything that we've made a living out of it and, you know, a big family thing. So, but now we've got this one and it's just been on fire for just over a year. So that's cool. Gracie, how has it, how has it been getting contacted by all these different people and companies and then posting uh, your picture or your deer on their, on their social media pages? Makes me feel like a celebrity kind of. <laughs> do people, do people uh, in your family or any of your friends mention seeing you on, on, social media or that you're getting famous yeah um travis is one of our neighbors he talks about that with me and my uncle bobby robert and my friend sophia's dad and sophia says gracie i want to be a hunter sometimes because she wants to be like me that's so, really yeah. cool that's awesome. That, I mean, neat. you're having an impact on your friends and they're wanting to hunt because they've seen how, how good you are at it and how much fun you've been having. She even came to Archery Outfitters with me and watched me shoot um, my bone arrow I got from Martin Archery. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. It's, you know, for a while there when this first started, she was we had no idea what was happening, you know, a year ago, it was just kind of, it blew up really, really fast and people caught wind of her. And, you know, it was the mail run every day was something t-shirts or hats or something every day for her for a while there. And it was just insane. And now she's got hunts lined up and now we're in birthday week. So she's got, I think a package every day for birthday week. So from different people. So it's been kind of fun. That is so and cool. Now, now, John, you're going to have to start telling people like, Hey, if you get her something, you got to send me something also. I mean, right. I, you know, I turn on the tears every once in a while to try to, <laughs> oh, we've, we've been pretty lucky too. We've, we've definitely scored some really nice stuff and it's been, it's been pretty awesome. So like if it's too big for me, then maybe it's his size or maybe right. it's one of my brothers or my mom's, yeah. or if it's too small for me, then it could go to Julie, my yeah. dog. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've had plenty of talks about humility though too at school, and yeah. you know making sure that you're always humble. You know you're always humble, and you know not bragging about things even with the even with her brothers at home. But you definitely got to keep a level head with with some of the stuff. So yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, you're just another person out there hunting, and uh, it's cool that you're getting some recognition for it. Uh, what are the plans moving forward? I mean, are you gonna are you gonna keep exploring different hunting opportunities there like maybe get into duck hunting or 
or rabbits and squirrels, or are you really wanting to start to travel and experience more of the stuff outside of North Dakota? I kind of want to do stuff out of North Dakota because those things kind of seem plain, but also I will do those things, (laughs) but I want to do something big and bold, like a crocodile or something like that. is a crocodile your number one animal? If you could pick anything to hunt, is that what it would be? Or is it something yeah, first else? first that. First that. Then a grizzly bear. bear, And then maybe a baboon. And then probably this one for last because I'm kind of scared of heights. Um, shooting a hog out of a helicopter. Man, that's a that's a pretty good list. I I think you're going to experience a lot of those hunts pretty quick. So you might have to make your list a little bit longer because some of those are are close to home, you know. Maybe not right. the maybe not the baboon. That one's quite a ways away, but you could travel only a couple states away and find a bear to shoot um and then yep. Florida now, now the idea is also thinking about where you want a vacation. Like there's hunting in Hawaii too. So who knows? Maybe you could go hang out at the beach and then go do a goat hunt in the mountains. We could get mom involved in those ones. <laughs> yeah. She would just spend she, her time. At she'd the definitely beach. do that. So, yep. or in Florida, we could do a family trip to Disneyland. Yep, Ooh, everyone can, you and I can go hunt and they can go to Disney. <laughs> That won't work out very well. We'll do both. <laughs> we'll do both. Okay, if you were in Florida, here's a real question. If you were in Florida but had to choose between Disneyland and alligator hunting, what would you choose? Alligator. Nice. I like that idea. And, that's a and, good answer. And I, I actually believe that too. So that's not even a, you know, that's not for the for the audience type of type of talk there. That's that's oh, what yeah. we're dealing with. That's the crazy part and that's, you know, the, the little backstory that we have is that, you know, she's been home with us for seven or eight years from Haiti. And when she came home, was literally afraid of everything. I was anything afraid that, of water. Afraid of water, afraid of dogs, of anything that moved. And then this just clicked in the last year. And it was like, here we go. It's been just game on. And, I mean, crazy. So... I'm only scared of one thing that moves, which is a spider. Yes. Hey, I'm scared of those too. And I've been up close and personal to grizzly bears. I would rather be close to a grizzly bear than a spider any day of the week. Absolutely. Well, that is so cool. I'm, I'm super excited for you and congratulations on all the fun hunts that you've gotten to do this year and all the stuff that you're going to be doing coming up. Um, I feel like we should plan a trip together sometime. I know a couple people that like to duck and goose hunt. They've got a couple dogs and they, they chase after pheasants and quail and grouse up there in North Dakota. I think they do North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, and Iowa. And so oh, absolutely. maybe we'll have to get on a hunt up there sometime. Absolutely. We'd love that. We're actually headed down, hopefully headed down to the Oklahoma area again, Northern Oklahoma for that's where she's got her first actual shot at a buck this this fall. So nice. They, they can they can get them in youth season there. So we're gonna try to make our way down there. A guy, a guy saw her on the outdoor channel and and messaged us and said, "Get her down here and we'll get this figured out." So we'll see. Ooh, that's exciting. Do you have a certain size of buck that you want to shoot? 
Mm, the biggest one. <laughs> That's a great yeah. answer. Almost <laughs> as big as a moose. Or just bigger than mine. Yeah. yeah there you, go. you just want the biggest one in the house. I, I get mm. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the biggest one. It sounds like if, if all these opportunities keep coming, you're going to have to get a bigger room just to hold all the taxidermy. Yeah, I have five things in my room. Skulls. Skulls. And then I don't know if you would count lilac as a school, but. She's your mount, right? Yeah. Yep, she's got a roe deer from Scotland someone sent her. Just Jeez. a little tiny. I mean, it's just tiny, which is crazy. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool looking. That is so she gets awesome. weird. She gets weird things all the time. It's it's crazy. Oh, and with the grouse, my again with Travis, he did a grouse. He wanted me to come and see his grouse that he shot, and then he shot um. A goose. goose. A goose. And then I helped him gut that. And then he chopped off one of the heads of it and gave it to me. And I named it Oreo because <laughs> of its head. It like it looked like the brown stuff on the Oreo. And then it was white. And then it had more of the chocolate brown stuff. So I named it Oreo. And then I came in my house with it in my hands. And then I was like, Mom, look what I got from Travis. And she's like, get that away from me. <laughs> get it in the garage right now. So then I don't tell my parents, but I actually snuck it in a cup that was in the garage. And then I put it in the freezer and it's still in there. And then the next morning, <laughs> my mom goes out there to get some, what was it? It was um, like meat of something for supper. And she's going to go put it in the crock pot. And then she sees that head in there and, like, yells. <laughs> and nobody's awake. So she has to, like, get it without touching Oreo. And she comes back and she's like, there is Oreo, that moose thing or goose thing is in the freezer. And then she's like, you have to sometimes tell me that kind of stuff. <laughs> And I just started laughing my head off. It was hilarious. <laughs> we, we caught it on. So it's on our Instagram page if you see, but we caught the video on our camera inside of our house of, of her coming in, barreling in with this goose head chasing her mom and just belly laughing. It's like, <laughs> it's the best. So that is so great. Yeah. Everyone's going to have to go uh, check that out. Actually, why don't you share where people can find you on social media or on YouTube? Um, and so like Instagram, your Instagram page. Instagram would be Gracie's Outdoor Adventures. TikTok, Pack Fan 98. And then Facebook and YouTube are both there. Everything is Gracie's Outdoor Adventures, except for the TikTok that we just kind of do. We don't do a lot on that one, but we have some. Her deer hunt is on there when she shot this last one and all that. But Instagram and Facebook and some YouTube yet, but as we get more into it, we'll get some little better video stuff. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited to keep following along, keep watching all your adventures. Hopefully soon I see you strapped into a harness, hanging out of a helicopter with, 
with Slayer just mowing down hogs. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Um, and I think if you had the opportunity, I know you might be scared of heights, but I think if it actually came, you'd probably be in that helicopter in the blink of an eye. Oh, we, we, I think we're closer to that than we might know. So we'll see. Well, we've got friends and people we know, so it'll be, you never know. It'd be kind of fun to see. Yeah. Or another thing I might want to do. So we're reading where the red fern grows and we just finished it. And there's a guy named Billy and he has two coon hounds and he finds a name called little Ann and um, big Dan in the tree that he finds. And so he names his coon hounds, those hunting coon hounds. And then he um, goes hunting with those and then they end up to be really good. And then they go into a hunting contest and then they win, little Anne wins the beauty contest that she, or Billy, stole his dad's comb and used the butter so, from <laughs> the So you want a coom Is that what we were getting at? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they won that contest, and then they won the most uh, raccoons. Okay, there it is. Because they got three raccoons in one tree. And they got all of them, so then they won the whole thing and got uh, the both of the cups for it, and three hundred dollars. Jeez, so there you go. That's yeah. awesome. I Read had, where the red fern grows. Yeah, yeah. Kinda Everybody, sad, go though. check out the book. You can hear all about it. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I, I've had a lot of raccoon encounters this year. Actually, when I've been deer hunting, I was walking out from my deer stand one night, and it was dark out. And I usually wait until I get about a hundred yards away from my stand and I turn my headlamp on. Well, I did. And I see a set of eyes staring back at me and I, I put an arrow in my bow thinking it might be a coyote because we've got a lot of coyotes out on the hunting property. And all of a sudden I see the eyes getting closer and closer and it turns out to be a raccoon. Well, it walked up about three feet from me and had no idea I was there. And I just, I watched it and then, I finally said something like, Hey, Hey, what's up? And it looks up at me and then took off running. Um, but yeah, I haven't done a lot of raccoon hunting. I did a little bit down in Texas one year, but, uh, other than that, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Have you, have you got to hunt anything where you use dogs to hunt it? No, because I only have a French legged bulldog. Three legged French bulldog doesn't help us much. Does she? (laughs) No. She just runs around our backyard. And when we go on walks with her, there's this one particular corner that she's like, okay, you're going to carry me the rest of the way. So I don't think she'd be a really good hunting dog. I, I think we'll get out pheasant hunting though this year. We've got some friends that have some good dogs. and Nice. So I think we'll, we'll eventually get out there. So That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, watching watching dogs do a job that they're trained to do, whether it's duck and goose hunting or rabbit hunting or i'm about to go down to utah and do a mountain lion hunt that's going to be kind of crazy um watching videos of people like 10 feet away from these mountain lions in a tree Uh, right we'll see how that goes but yeah there's something that's really fun about watching dogs um go after animals and and help you out when it comes to hunting so absolutely that's what killed little ann (laughs) And or Big Dan, because it clawed at him and cut his stomach right Don't open. Don't spoil it for everybody. They might oh, not yeah. know the story. What, what about people who haven't 
read the book yet. I, yeah, the books just came <laughs> out. So it did not. It came out like well, thirty years ago. Yeah, probably longer, but don't ruin it, just in case. <laughs> You're excited funny. about it, I know. No, I I like the recap of the book. I think you need to also not only pursue hunting, but also do book reviews. That'd be that'd oh. be a lot of fun. You might get a good following. Absolutely. Absolutely would too. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, hey guys, we we're coming up on an hour here and um I just want to say thanks for hopping on the call with me. It's been a lot of fun hearing about all of your adventures and I would encourage all of the listeners to follow along. Um I'm excited to see which hunts you're going to do next. I'm I'm excited to see a picture on your wall of of a grizzly bear and an alligator side by side. So that's Absolutely. Be cool. We'll get it done, won't we? Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you say? Thank you for letting us do the podcast. And that is going to wrap it up for today's show. What a cool deal to hear like a father daughter's passion and relationship growing over hunting in the outdoors. I mean, a lot of cool stuff there. And I hope that if you guys have anybody in your life that's that's younger, that might be interested or showing any interest at all in hunting or fishing or camping, any outdoor activity, please get them out there. Try to pass it on to the next generation. Whatever it is that you love, your hobbies, just get them out there and teach them something. You'll, you never know what could ignite inside of them just from taking them out one time. Now, I've been taking my nephew out every time I go to Wisconsin for deer season and he has loved it. I've I've come to love it as well. Like looking forward to just sitting in the woods with him, hearing all the different questions, trying to pass on the knowledge that I've gained over years of hunting to another person. Like it's been so rewarding and I hope that you guys can find someone like that in your lives to do it with as well. Now, if you're anything like me, you are just itching for the next season to start. Of course, I've been getting out coyote hunting. I've tried to find sheds. I am the worst shed hunter on the planet, and so I have found zero so far. But turkey season is fast approaching, and I'm looking forward to getting out there and hopefully getting both my kids out in the blind with me at some point. But lots to do coming up. Lots to look forward to in the 2022 seasons as they begin to kick off. And until next time, always choose adventure and God bless.